So, you know, I would say it's way worse to have regrets in your life. And that, that, you know, should help you get over the fear of rejection and how do I do this? And what you see, ultimately, Shane, a lot of it, what I think I could be wrong. This is my own personal opinion. And even from experience of working with people is we care a lot what people think. Hi right, guys, you're very welcome along to Heartlines. This is Shane, this is episode 37. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go on back and listen. And remember, always like, share and comment. And of course, subscribe as well. All the followers count. Now, because of the current Valentine's, I have a, an expert on the line, okay? And um, well, she is a blogger, a writer, also a relationship coach and a dating coach. Her name is Frances Kelleher. How are you doing, Frances? Good, Shane. Thanks so much for having me. When I say relationship coach and date, dating coach, how did you get into becoming a dating coach? coach or a relationship coach in particular I originally started out as a life coach and then I niched into to the the relationship arena so yeah I'm I've always been a people person you know people fascinate me every job has been people related that I've ever had so definitely you know and I just felt you know I love helping people and I feel it's an arena where a lot of people do need a lot of help you know in it and like I say I feel it's becoming more elusive getting finding that one person especially now with online and mm. you know the, the the internet culture of seeing everything perfect and it's not like that in real life you know people come to me to find that person to love and their partner in life but when you start uncovering things there's other aspects that are affecting it in their life you could think like in some situations you know okay fair enough some people just don't know how to talk to the opposite opposite sex or they just don't know how to build attraction but a lot of the time, it can be something, a major event that's happened in their life. For instance, bullying. A lot of my clients have been bullied. It's really affected them. And that's what's holding them back. So it's, it becomes nearly a whole life package when you start digging a bit deeper. So that's what fascinates me about people. You know, sometimes it can seem like one thing, but it's not. It, everything with humans, I feel, is interconnected. So, you know, it's it's fascinating. I just, I love my job. I love my work, you know, my my clients just inspire me every day to be better. I mean, some of the struggles that people go through, you know, and that they've come out the other end. Amazing. You could write a book in it that these people are so unbelievable. Big into, you know, working on the confidence aspect. It's a it's a common thing. Now, there are different aspects, you know, the, the problems they have, why they're coming to, to get the, the help. But like confidence, that would be a big one. So, you know, like I say, the bullying could affect their confidence. They could be absolutely gorgeous gorgeous looking that I, I I worked with a model you know an, an international model and she had no confidence she had no self-esteem you know she couldn't understand what a guy would see in her and she ticked every box she was in the middle of um, a big contract being signed she had bought property you know she was ticking all the boxes smart kind compassionate beautiful looking you know if you're talking about ticking boxes you know mm-hmm. on paper and she just couldn't make it work because you know she was saying she said I know it myself I know it's a confidence thing so it's all inner it's never outer you know and like I say the confidence thing for various reasons we get scarred as we we go through life and school can scar us you know even with bullying or you know that's another example but you know if you get to the root of the problem everything becomes much easier you know so sometimes like I say it's not just oh I don't know how to talk to a guy she knew how to talk to a guy she was very outgoing. Like I say, she was a model dealing with people every day and, and, and a, a businesswoman herself. It wasn't that she was shy, you know, so it's back to the, the inner game, like people say, you know. Is it also people are kind of afraid to, to let that guard down because they, they're successful in their profession. But when it comes to de- relationships, it's hard to let that guard down, you know, to let someone in your life to really kind of trust them and, and believe that they are there for the right reasons, not just because you're a model and maybe you're on X amount of money or whatever, you know. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, as well. Again, if you don't have that confidence and you don't have that self-belief, you know, it's back to the old, the old, you know, saying about And again, this is such a cliche, but it is true. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. You know, we always think, you know, and I used to think this, I think before, you know, oh, you know, when, when that happens, then I'll be. When this happens, then I'll be. Other people believe me, then I'll believe in myself. But it really, if you look at all the successful people, the athletes, the movie stars, you know, people in successful businesses, people successful in love, 
it starts from themselves. They believe in themselves and then, you know, the other people believe in themselves. So, and again, a lot of these people, you know, people have been broken hearted. They have that hurt. They, they feel, I don't want to go through that again. I don't want to, like you say, you know, be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. These people are afraid of being vulnerable. The online dating apps is not helping people's confidence or self-esteem. The amount of clients that have come to me and said, teach me, how to meet somebody offline. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the online. It's so shallow. It's so disposable. You know, I feel so, you know, disposable. It's just the, the swiping culture. You know, people, I think, are getting back to basics and they really do. I'd say 95% of the people I've spoken to, they want to get offline and meet in real life. My experience of dating apps is like a throwaway in a way because it's so easy to, you know, swipe right or left or whatever. And it, it's it, it's like a game. It's really like how many swipes will I do for the right? I mean, you might go, I might do 50 here, 10 here. And I do think it's better to meet someone. But as I said, we're so ingrained in online culture. Everything, our whole world, like my phone is here charging. But if it wasn't charging, I'd be on it now. Well, I wouldn't be on it now. But you know what I mean? I'd be on it like all the time because I'm yes. looking for that. Like, yeah, I, I'm uh, a, a dopamine hit. Yeah, exactly. A, a dopamine hit, essentially. Yeah. I was going to ask you. So you're getting you're getting all, all sorts of, um, of different clients. There's people here. Who maybe have have had a bad relationship and are struggling to get past that, you know, loving themselves again because the, that person has taken a piece of, of, the, of them away, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Um, so like people with broken hearts, yeah. um, people with no confidence, mm. uh, people, again, that don't know how to navigate you know, the dating scene or how to even speak to the opposite sex or people who are very shy. There's that bracket of people. And as well, the people that just have a block, they just have a block on themselves that they need to release, be it that they feel they're not good enough or, you know, that they're not smart enough or, oh, you know, I'm never going to meet someone. I'm too old now. You know, people tell themselves these these stories, which aren't true. You know, we, we do it to ourselves. You know, we're all the same. We're humans. Um, so it's to get rid of all that negative talk and, you know, start, you know, being positive, get rid of the blocks, be strategic, you know, be open minded, you know, because people, you know, I've met people that are even closed down to meeting in real life now. They don't yeah. feel like, oh, my God, but, you know, what would I say? You know, we're, we're nearly losing the, the connection of just interaction, you know, in real life. So definitely. Yeah, people do put blocks on themselves. So, you know, sometimes it's just releasing that block and that can be life changing. If you're talking about people looking to find people online, maybe they they, they just realize that they think that is the only way to find um, a date. Would you uh, help them sort a profile online or would more focus on, on the on the meeting people in a pub whenever that happens uh, in the future uh, or a club you know so like in person instead of like going online and then seeing a face and then when you go and meet that face it's probably a picture of someone five years ago you know it's 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 a bit it's a bit deceptive in a way you know so I do different programs so it depends what you'd sign up for if you want to meet someone you know give it your all Go down every avenue. I mean, okay, we're we're saying now, in, you know, in the conversation, just as we've gone along, you know, that it's negative the dating apps, but uh, recently has been negative. And um, for instance, like research has shown, one in three meet online. I have a very good friend. She lives in London. She met her her guy years ago, and they met through Match, and they are blissfully happy. I mean, he he's a lovely guy, ticks all the boxes. So don't knock it, but you have to know how to use it properly. So, yeah. you know, um, starting out their profile, 90% of the profile is pictures. It's pictures. We make up our mind in one fortieth, one fortieth of a second, not one second, one fortieth of a second. Just think about how quick that is for one minute. But sometimes in and these dating apps, it comes back around because if that person is a match for you, they'll come back again in your in your little profile because it happens. You know, some people are, are going to go, go through the system. It sounds wrong, but you know what I mean? So they're going to be staying of course. in your kind of algorithm in a way, you know? So talk about the killer profile. Like what, what do you do to help uh, someone's dating profile pop in a way? Okay. The picture 
pictures have to be right, you know. Five to six pictures is enough. But research has shown you will get 200 more messages, 200% more messages if you have a full length picture. Because research has also shown that the number one thing that people look for online is honesty. Because men lie about their height and women tend to lie about their weight. So people want honesty. Your picture should be at least, you should have at least one full length picture and the other pictures from your waist or shoulders up. No selfies, no hats, no sunglasses, no sexiness or pouting. And it's so funny, Shane, like the basic thing of smiling make you stand out alone because what people look for, they've done, like I say, a ton of studies and all this, but online people look at the person's eyes in a picture and what you're thinking what women are thinking is can I trust this man trust is the number one thing that a woman looks for in a man not a Ferrari not 10 million in the bank not a six-pack it's trust so we're checking the eyes we're saying is this guy gonna you know be the next Ted Bundy or does he seem nice that's the, it's all back to to you know the psychology and the evolution of it and all that but you know back to caveman days it's about am I safe And I see so many of the guys' pictures and they're trying to be, you know, hot and, you know, desirable. And they're putting on this face that does not look safe, you know. So it's all in the picture. Smile. And people don't like selfies. If you have to take a selfie that you've nobody to take a picture for you, fair enough, you know. But 90% of the profile are the pictures. 10% 10% is only the text. You know, people only care about that, the text 10%, but you still have to get it right. So the magic formula research has shown is talk 70% about yourself and 30% about the other person. Now, when I say the other person, no list. I want someone kind, loyal, generate none of that nobody's going to have time to read it nobody has interest what you should be doing there is seeking out a person that has the same values of as you the same interest so for instance you could say i like the movies whatever you know i'm i'm a very active person whatever and then when it gets to the 30 percent of the other person you say i'm looking for someone who values family who in who you know loves the outdoors list the the values and the quality and then that person who's reading it that will say oh my god that person likes what I like or that person no I'm big into family then they'll resonate with that and they'll reach out and the last thing that's very important Shane is you have to have a conversation starter at the end make it easy for people to talk to you be friendly be open show that so you could say you know I love traveling where's the best place you've ever been question mark then a person can, you know, say, oh, my God, this person is up for talking. I've been to Greece. Where's the best place you've been to? You know? Yeah. Now, there's a few things I'm thinking about with regards uh, dating apps from my experience is what's your what's your position? Or what's your thoughts on uh, having a, a funny line or a joke? It, humor. It's so funny. Women love humorous men because it okay. shows two things. It shows yeah. you're funny. And funny people are smart. So you're getting two, two, you're hitting two birds there with the one stone. So I would say, yes, I would say. Now, the problem here is a lot of people think they're funny and they mightn't be that funny. Do you know what I mean? They're they're trying your best, but, you know, and I had a client and he had a funny thing on his profile and I didn't get the joke at all. I'm just, I'm so slow that way. You know, I just... I get the obvious jokes, you know, not the the kind of hidden ones. I'd be careful with it. You know, jokes to do with alcohol and things like that. Like, do not have a profile picture of you holding an alcoholic drink. Research has shown it dumbs you down. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. That's what people think when they see you with alcoholic drink. So I would say, you know, err on the side of caution. Be more, you know, on the side of being genuine and showing who you are. You're short and sweet. It doesn't have to be a thesis. Like I say, people won't read it. Trying to get the attention of the person that has the same values and, and interests as you. What about what about women's profiles? Because I find some women post a picture of them and their four friends, and you're trying to figure out which which one is the person that is actually looking to date. What's your take on that? My take on that is it is a nightmare. Yes, <laughs> and the minute I see my clients, men or women, I say, "How are we supposed to know?" You know, they have yeah. their first picture, and it's like you should have nobody else in. The only other thing you should, first of all, you should um, have it outdoors if you can. The natural light is better. And an, an action picture is good. Like if you're skiing or if you're sailing, you're, you're, you see you're a brand really, but you have to sell yourself the best way you can. So, you know, you're, you're, the profile really should be like, this is my life. You want to be part of it because I have a great life and I'm exciting. And, you know, 
I will enhance your life. That's what you're trying to say in your mini movie of your, your profile. That's what you want somebody to say. Oh my God, I want to be part of that life. Who is this girl? Who is this guy? Um, to answer your, your question, yes, 100%. You should only have yourself. And if you're going to have something else in with it, a pet. Pets get so much more likes. Dogs, oh my God, they will go mad for a dog if you have a dog. <laughs> Put the dog in the picture because, you know, it's showing you know, even subconsciously, I can care for another being. My dog loves me. I'm nice. I'm nice to my dog. You know, it's it's all back to this kind of deep thinking, even though we don't know we're doing it. So pets get way more likes and way more messages. So put your pet in if you have it, but otherwise nobody else, just you. <laughs> <laughs> do you. Do you mainly focus on on women or men with regards uh, coaching? Do, do, you, do, you, do you lean towards do you, women or men? Do you focus on yourself? You know, I, I'm mainly a woman. I've got a woman's coach. As many men come to me as women. Even I had a guy there last year and he said, I know even on your profile on LinkedIn, it says for women, but you know, do you help men? Would you be willing to? I said, sure, there's, there's no problem, you know? So yeah. Uh, talk about, talk about that. Talk about what, what, uh, what your killer confidence course is. So with that course, that's basically, you know, Again, like self-explanatory, it's the confidence, you know, people want to work on. And like I said, I've had a lot of people even come on that course that have been bullied or, you know, something traumatic has happened in their life. You know, we're born confident beings. We cry as babies when we want something. We don't care who we're waking up at 4 a.m. You know, we're confident. But something happens you know, in a lot of people's lives that affects the confidence. So, you know, people realize that and they say, okay, this is getting in the way of my life. I need to do something about it. So that course really concentrates on the building of the confidence, the root of the problem, because sometimes it's make-believe. Sometimes a lot of people think I'm not good enough or I'm too different to connect with somebody. I can't, you know, have that connection with someone like other people do. So we concentrate on that, building up all the the confidence, releasing the blocks And we also, I also do the online profile with them because that's, you know, like I say, you have to give it your best shot, go through every avenue because love is a numbers game. And again, you know, the online profile is huge. If it's not right, you know, and the pictures are wrong, you might as well in some cases not be on it, you know, because the pictures are so important and a lot of people just don't know how to do it and how to sell themselves right, you know. As a data, maybe from your experience or or, or when you're speaking to uh, your clients, do you ask them or urge them to, to try different um, uh, forms of dating, like speed dating or, or or some sort of dinner dates or whatever? Or do you want them just to go for like the, the classic dating kind of style? No, I advise them go for everything that yeah. they feel comfortable with. Like I had a girl and she said, you know, listen, I I couldn't go online again. I've done it. I couldn't do it again, but I'm open to everything else. So, you know, once they're comfortable with it, definitely try it. Try everything once. If it doesn't work for the speed dating, fair enough. You know, you know, you've done it. You can have no regrets. But like I say, it's a numbers game. So the more people you meet, the bigger chance you have. Like there's eight billion people in the world. There's actually a few people for you, not just that one person, you know, people talk about the soulmate and all that, you know, so you have to give it your best shot. You have to get the numbers in, you know, Mm. so and speed dating, I think is fantastic, Shane, because first of all, it's a quick amount of time. People are so busy these days, you know, Um, they hardly have time for dating. You know, I know now COVID is a bit different, but under normal, normal times, you know, when people are commuting, you know, an hour and a half to work and, and all the rest of it. So speed dating, I think, is brilliant because it's a short amount of time. It's not, you know, four hours. You could go in mm. and meet a lot of people together. So it's not just one person. You're, you're, you're hitting a lot of things there together that's giving you, you know, meeting a lot of people, ticking the boxes, meeting a lot of people in a short space of time. Mm. So, you know, it's, I think it's great. I mean, I had a, a client in LA and he said to me, you know, dating is so expensive. Like I drove an hour to meet this girl on the other side I paid for dinner, came back, you know, because I was saying with the virtual dates now, it's the only way we can proceed with COVID. You're not paying any money. Mm. You know, it's not like, you know, some people can't afford to go out on two or three dates every week, you know, especially in America and the big cities and, and you're traveling and all the rest of it. So, you know, it's fantastic. You can say to the person, let's have a 20 minute coffee because people say to me, how do I get off it? If, if there's no connection, how do I get off the coffee, the online coffee? So if you just make a, a time limit on it, nobody's under pressure. 
But coming back to the original thing, definitely go down the matchmaking route if, mm-hmm. if you're comfortable with that. Speed dating online, do everything. Give it your best shot and make it your number one priority. No, you're right. You have to because um, I don't speed date a few years ago. And I guess th- these days, speed dating actually probably makes sense because people probably don't have the patience for, you know, long form dates in, in some regards. But speed dating is, it's a short you might get five minutes with each person, maybe 10 people in the room and you just like get a taste of someone. And if you like the person, you might have a drink in another bar again in the future when the bar is open. I don't know what it's like down in Kerry, but uh, we're still a long way away here in Dublin, you know, but yeah. It's, us, uh, us too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, What's your, what's your opinion or thoughts on, on the dating shows? Like do, are they, do they give a, a, a realistic uh, approach to dating or is it more an unrealistic uh, view of how dating should be on these dating shows, for example? Like the first date show, you know, that's, I like that show and it's very yeah. good. People, you know, seem to on the very first meeting, just lay everything on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and research has shown that that actually makes you look untrustworthy. Like you don't know the person you know, you're there and you've met them two minutes. I, I'm not for that at all. I'm for you've just met the person. The first few dates are to see, is the person nice to you? Is there a connection? You know, do you think this person's a nice person? Is there a connection? Are you having fun? Yeah. You know, it has to start lightly. You know, these, these, I know a lot of the men say this as well, that these interview, like, and us women are a bit more guilty of this, I think. We are pra- more practical, maybe, in, in, in some th- ways of thinking. The interview type dates, you know, that is not what anybody wants to be on. It's not an interview. The first few dates should be about fun, relaxed, you know, and that's it. And that's why, you know, even when you said about the speed dating, Shane, you made a very good point that you say you're five minutes with someone and it's quick and you're getting the sense of the person. That's why I'm for all, all for meeting in real life, because you're using your instinct. We forget we're animals. I, I talk about this so much. Like we're animals, we're instinctive. We, our subconscious is working quicker than our intellectual mind. And we've lost that kind of sense of thinking that, that you know, you can go on your five senses. And also there's this smell of a person, the pheromones. That's huge in dating, but it's all subconscious that we don't even know that. So like, that's why I think speed dating is so good. And you made the point about like the five minutes. You don't need four hours to get to know your instinct is going to tell you, geez, this person is interesting. I'd like to see where this goes a bit more. God, this person is fantastic. Or God, this person isn't really on the same wave as me. You don't need four hours. And that's why I'm not for long dates at all at the start. Go for a coffee, go for a walk, go for an ice cream. If it progresses, brilliant. You can have another ice cream, you can go for a bite to eat. Don't be having these long dates. And you know, t- people's time is too precious. And as well, we're meeting later in life as well. So we're busy, we've careers we don't have you know, time for the, 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 the four-hour dates. And I think it's a waste of your time. You could be meet, meeting more people, even on virtual dates. I feel that the virtual dates that we've been forced into will become a bit of the norm because it's almost like a screening process. You can just see, am I going to go all the way into town to meet this person? No, let's just have a 20-minute coffee. We mightn't click at all. Let me hear the tone of, of her voice, of his voice. Let me see how they are you know, on camera. Even for single parents... Um, that mightn't have the finances to, to go out dating every second minute and they don't want to leave their children, you know, obviously alone. They're not going to do that. It's a great process that way. I think good things are going to come out of this COVID situation and it's never been a better time to date than COVID because people are gone completely serious about dating. The hookup culture has been cut out because that's non-existent anymore. We can't do that. And people have seen what they really want in life and it's somebody there for them when the chips are down my clients have even taught me that it's more like getting to know the person on, on more on more an emotional level and then maybe they might be a suitor down the line definitely because do you know shane i know you're saying it more intimacy and you're right we can't physically but in a way it is more intimate mentally and mm. emotionally because yeah. we're nearly gone back to the old style courting of getting to know each other, becoming friends, you know, seeing what this person's like on the inside. You know, if you're in the heat of passion, you're not really thinking about <laughs> what's this person's character like, you know what I mean? So like it, it gets in the way, it's like trying to dance while you're you're cooking a meal, do you know what I mean? There's, <laughs> it's not going to work, you're distracted. So it's yeah. good. 
sometimes when we're made slow down, you know, we're taking stock of the situation. You're seeing, is there emotional connection? Is there a mind connection? And people are more genuine. People have told me, listen, I'm online to meet somebody. I just want to be serious online and meet somebody serious online. And my clients that have come to me, some of them were never online before. But now since COVID, they're saying, listen, set me up on an online profile. I want to keep move forward, keep moving forward with my love life during COVID. During COVID. Because I say that, I said, you know, keep taking action. It doesn't have to stop. You don't have to not meet people. Go on the virtual dates, build up a connection or not, and then line up your real life dates for when we come out. And you'll yeah. have a better connection, you know. And I mean, even Tinder in the first lockdown had 28% more messaging. That That's what the research showed. Bumble, the video calls were longer. On average, they were half an hour. So like the, the connecting, you can see it even in the stats that people were more genuine. I had women that would come to me and say, the guy has to have so much per annum. He has to be earning so much per annum. If I saw him wearing runners, oh my God, no, I couldn't date him. Of course, I, I cut that out straight away. I say, cop on, you know. You need to get get with what's really important, you know. But I've had women that have come back and said, you know, that I used to have to want that. So much prime in the bank, this, that, the other. I had to tick this box. They said to me now, no, I'm just looking for a genuine guy. Doesn't matter what he does, just that he's genuine, that there's a connection and all that, you know, crap is gone, you know, because it, it is crap, really. It's it's about the person. Or the, the, the big one, you know, and um, with a lot of women is, you know, is he on the same really um, educational level as me? If he doesn't have a PhD, I ain't dating him. Like that is a complete block there. I know guys that are unbelievably emotionally intelligent that are strides ahead just because they don't have, you know, a, a piece of paper from a from a college. You know, we get swept up with these things that don't matter. So it's about the connection. It's about the heart of the person. It's about do they enhance your life? I, I COVID has been brilliant for dating. There's never been a better time to date in COVID, even though, you know, I know there's negative aspects to it and I know we can't meet. People are more genuine. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I heard that as well. Um, but like, have you noticed, like, in especially in the Irish kind of dating scene, you know, from your clients when you speak to them, how have the Irish like uh, dating practices changed over the years? Like, I, I think people have gotten more used to uh, having apps because I remember ten years ago or so I was using apps and it was, it, it, I was probably not a rare few, but you wouldn't talk about it. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be accepted. Is it more accepted? Or are more dating practices accepted uh, these days than they were maybe 10 years ago? Definitely, Shane. You were ahead of the game. Fair play to you. you if you're saying, you know, you were one of the first because you were totally right. I remember it being shunned upon. If you said you were online, people would be like, what? I mean, I remember I lived in London and yeah. everybody was online because they didn't have, you know, us Irish, we all know each other. Or your mother knows that person's grandmother up the country. And there's, you know, yeah, they, yeah. no matter what you do, there's nearly always a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in London, you're on your own. You know, you are mm. floating your own boat, you know, down the Thames there. Nobody's going to do it for you. You have to, to make your own way. And, you know, you have your group of friends and that's it. And it's not the networking um, heaven here that the people and we're very friendly the Irish we'll invite mm. you in ah come on have a pint or you on your own you know hang with us it's not like that in other countries we're so lucky here they were all online then and nobody was online here mm. so it's completely different now now if you're not online it's like what's wrong with you how come you're not online it's gone the other way I'm all for meeting meeting offline as in I still think you know you don't know when you're going to meet this person mm. I'm always saying prepare for it because this person could be in a shop, a, a coffee shop queue. You don't know when you're good, you know, and you should be ready to try and interact and make that conversation if it arises like that. You know, I think in a way we're nearly becoming too dependent on the apps. And of course, we're braver behind a screen and it's easier to put yourself out there. You know what I mean? But I would say be ready for every situation, but definitely be online. I mean, especially if you're in a rural area, you've grown up there, you feel like the population is so small you're never going to meet anyone yeah. it's brilliant for that like online if you use it right it's brilliant for trying your net wide and meeting other people it's brilliant for getting the numbers in and the other thing i would say shane um, to your listeners is use it correctly or what happens what i call it is you drown in the online ocean i call it the online ocean when you know you're just swiping and you don't know what you're doing or you don't know you know where you're going or you know how to to, to maneuver it or navigate it like i would say reach out to three people 
two or three people that you feel, you know, there's a connection with you, you're attracted to per night. And now this is during lockdown because, you know, there's, we're so lucky to have that as well, to, to have the apps now. 20, 30 years ago, we'd have had no connection at all if this happened. Mm. So we have to use what we have, adapt and adjust, you know, that's the, the way to success. So I would say that. Now, the other thing is your brain registers it as a negative experience if you stay on longer than 20 minutes. So we're thinking sprints, not marathon. You you can go on it 20 times a day once it's only for the 20 minutes. And again, back to the dopamine hit we were talking about earlier, different yeah, dopamine yeah. hits. When you get a like, you know, or you get um, a like on, on Instagram or on the dating apps or whatever, your brain literally gets a dopamine hit. So it becomes addictive as well. Yeah. And of course, Shane, the dating apps are a business. You know, they're in it to keep you on it and keep you unsuccessful in a way. You know, now, look, there's been a ton of success on it, too. So I'm not saying, it, you know, they're out to get you. But it is a business and they have done the research to keep you swiping, keep you on, keep that dopamine hit coming, you know. So stay on no longer than 20 minutes and do not text people. Do not message people back and forth 50,000 times. This is why it's not working, in, in my opinion, a lot of the time, is that people aren't using it right. As in, you text somebody back and forth 10,000 times and you meet them on the date and you've nothing to say because it's all been said. Yeah. The mystery's gone. Mystery's huge in dating. Curiosity. This all builds, you know, anticipation and tension and passion, all the stuff that we used to have, you know, 20 years ago when we said, do you want to go on a date? I'll meet you next Friday at nine o'clock and you had to wait for a week and your imagination was running wild and you couldn't wait to tell them all the stuff you'd done during the week. You know, it's back to the strategy. So do not text 50,000 texts, send four or five messages and get offline as quickly as you can meet that person in real life okay. because then your pheromones, you know, will be smelling the person. You'll be using your instinct. You will get the vibe. You'll hear their tone of voice and tone of voice uh, is huge. I mean, that's why the dating apps are bringing the voice messages in that you can leave messages because it's it's so intimate a person's voice you know so i would say that and i mean it's been proven as well about the pheromones there was a girl in new york i mean new york is infamous for not being able to to make a relationship work not being able to find somebody everybody's online it's the celebrity culture and this girl in new york she started pheromone parties so you'd wear your shirt for two nights in bed you'd put it in a bag you'd seal it and you'd bring it to the party and people would go up to the shirts and say oh i don't like that guy so i don't like that girl smelling that oh my god that smells nice and she'd pair them off and she had huge success the people that picked each other's shirts she had like 70 percent success in every party so like we have to get back to basics the apps should only be used to spread the net, meet more people, but then lock it down as quick as you can. Meet as fast as you can and get down to the animal basics of using your instinct, you know, and all that. Yeah, I found, again, 10 plus years ago when I was using the apps, I found it gave me this false sense of, of confidence because I was meeting people online and I went to meet them and I, I was comfortable with them. But when I went out in public, outside of the app, I was... Lacking the confidence, I didn't have the confidence around because it was a false sense of, of uh, confidence. The apps gave me. I just I don't know why it was a crutch. I was using the app as a crutch, and I just couldn't attract women in person. It was a strange kind of uh, uh, dynamic happening there, you know. That's a great point, Shane. Because a lot of my male clients have said that to me. One guy said, "I am hilarious in text." And he was because he, yeah. we'd be texting each other in the course. There's, you know, I, I'm I'm texting whatever, and he was hilarious. And he was so shy, crippled with shyness in real life. Even when we'd be on the phone or on Zoom for the sessions, he wouldn't be the same as in text, you know. And he said that to me. He said, I'm texting girls. It is flying. It's going great. And then when I meet them, it just falls apart. I can't build the attraction. I can't, you know. So that's what it's about. It's about, you know, even in my uh, programs, that's what I teach you. I teach you how to build the attraction in real life. I teach you how to not be afraid, how to, you know, um, what makes a woman tick, how to talk to a woman. Because, you know, guys don't realize they should let the woman do 70 to 8% of the talking. Women are talkers. Feminine energy is talking. We love to talk us women because it de-stresses us. But men don't get that because you're not talkers. <laughs> you know, your energy is drive, you know, ambition, you know, all that. And um, 
a focus. So we're different. We're made up different differently. So, you know, some guys, they, they don't know how much talking do I do? When do I be quiet? What do I talk about to yeah. build attraction? Yeah. You know, get women talking about their passions. This stands for everybody, actually, men and women. If you get somebody talking about what they like, they're feeling good. They're saying, oh, my God, I feel really good around Shane. He's a cool guy. He's making me feel great. He's really interested in me. Women have a big thing about that. Is he in it just for the hookup or is he in it for me to know me for the person? So, you know, if you get somebody talking about what they like, they feel good, they associate it with you and you're the good guy. So, and they want more of that. They want more of you. So, you know, it's all about those little simple things that we don't even know that aren't even obvious, that we don't know automatically is the word I'm looking for, you know? You know what I find? Especially from Ireland, we we grew up on on American and UK TV, and they have very different styles when you're watching people like approach people to, to, for dating. British are a bit more brash, but the Americans are fairly into like talking to people in like supermarkets, and 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 they can meet. I don't that's I don't think that happens in our. I don't think Irish people are, are are wired that way. We don't go up to people in the store and say, "Hey, you look good. Do you want to take my number?" That's just something that kind of would freak me out. You know, is that is that happening these days, or are, are people like? Are people still like that? I wonder. What I would say, Shane, is the confident people. It's not like that, like exactly what you said. And I'll yeah. explain that in a second. But they are. They look for opportunity. They're they're on guard. They're prepared. Yeah. That's why I say be prepared. They're not going to miss their opportunity. It's like a good business person. When something comes, they say, mm, I worked hard. I'm prepared. Now this is it coming together. So like, for instance, okay, like it, 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 it's very big in Australia when you're food shopping, when you're getting your milk, you're getting mm. your date as well. They ask people out, you know, same with yeah. America. And look, yeah, America, yeah. I yeah. mean, is 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 nearly, you know, the other other side altogether. Like, a, a, you know, a person told me that they were going out with a girl and this fella approached her. They were an Irish couple and she was living in New York. And this guy approached her and said, will you go out with me? And she said, I'm so sorry, I, I have a boyfriend. He's just there at the bar getting drinks. And she and he got out a pen, started writing his number and said, look, give me a call, you know, give me a call sometime anyway, or if it doesn't work out, you know, they're they're brilliant. They, they you know, try and make the opportunity even when it's not there. But as for us, we are not like that. You're right. We're not the high, you look great, you look hot, can I have your number? But what you can do is start talking to people. What I say is talk to everybody, the child, the 90-year-old woman, the 40-year-old man. And then when the hot girl is in the queue at the shop or the coffee shop, we'll give that as an example, you'll be ready. So like uh, my friend, she met a guy on the street. He asked her for a light for a cigarette. That was just a cue to get in. And he started making conversation with her. And my other friend, she went on holiday. She met her friend on the jet on the way to holiday. They were both living in the same country at the time. They came back, they dated. So, you know, there's there's loads of stories like that. But yeah. what I would say is if you're in the queue and there's somebody there, you know, you could say, you know, I, if you haven't been there before, I've, sorry, I've never been here before. What's good? Are the muffins good here? I'm starving. Just start conversations and like it doesn't have to be like that's what women don't like the conversation I'm out to get a date I'm out for a number go in I tell all the guys this and I had a client a couple of months ago and he was like oh my god wow just that sentence has changed my life because I've been doing this wrong my whole life and he was 39 you know going on 40 go I told him I said go in outcome independent just go in for the chat for the conversation and you can see how it goes then and you can you know ask for a number ask for a date but the minute the woman feels there's pressure on her oh my god he's looking from for something from me a date my number it becomes unenjoyable the confident successful guys with women they go out they go in outcome independent just going for the conversation again it's back to is he interested in me or is he looking for something go in just making conversation make conversation with everybody and when the opportunity arises you can just make conversation you don't have to go up and you know do the american thing of can i have your number but i'm all for definitely and you see what guys don't you know um either realize or think of consciously is women like being asked out yeah. for, for somebody to think we're attractive that's flattering us that's you know that's flattery yeah. and that's a compliment to us what we don't want is the the outcome dependent pressure on us you know so you know it's like that thing in Notting Hill you know when your man says I don't know whether you've seen the film Notting Hill Shane but a few when, years yeah. um with that you know Hugh Grant I can't remember his name and the character in the film but he says you know Anna Scott asked me out and your man goes oh that's nice and he goes how do you mean he goes 
Well, anybody wanting to go out with you is nice, isn't it? I mean, it's back to that. God almighty, it's fantastic. Somebody wants to date you. Somebody wants to spend time with you. How flattering is that? So, you know, men think that, oh, women don't want to be asked out. They don't want, we do, we love it. It's just the approach has to be right. Men think that all the successful men are like, you know, oh my God, they're like James Bond. All the women just, you know, fall at their feet. You either have it or you don't. No. What the successful men have, and I teach this on my program, I teach you how to know who's interested and who isn't. The success, the men that are successful women can read the signs of the interested women. So that's why they appear to get all the women because they're only going after the women that they know are interested as well. So it's all about the women. The woman normally give a lot of the time gives the first signal of interest. So they'll either look at you across the room or they'll look in your direction. And when you get, practice this now, Shane, when you get used to this, you'll actually know if you do this in town or, you know, when we're left out and when yeah. we're, we're, we're meeting people, you know, in real life, yeah. shopping, et cetera, you'll get to know the single women that aren't, uh, that aren't um, taken or that are looking themselves because they'll be giving you eye contact they look a bit longer at you. They might smile. They might make a conversation. You know, now you can always look for a wedding ring as well. But these women that are married and that are, you know, in a relationship, they look at you, they look away, they'll have no interest. They're thinking about mm. getting shopping for their husband and picking up the kids or whatever. But the single women will be more open. And I teach you how to read all those signs. And to, again, don't second guess. Like I say, the successful people in business, whatever, they just say, the minute the opportunity is coming, I'm going for it. Mm. And the other thing I'd say about that, Shane, which, you know, would clear up a lot of this for people. If you're lying on your deathbed and you're 90, and and seriously imagine this now when you're listening, you know, and and your listeners, and you say, I'm going to have a look at my life and your life flashes before your eyes. The, The pain of regret of not living your one life. We only get one life. Yeah. We're only here for a few years, really. You know, yeah. the decades are just flying by. Yeah. When you look at your life and you say, oh my God, I didn't go after that girl because, or I didn't make conversation because I was a bit afraid of what she'd think. Are you going to, you know, be in more pain over what you didn't do or yeah. what you did do? If that girl doesn't respond, if you keep at it and you keep searching, there is the right girl and another girl who's, who is the right girl because the right thing won't pass you by. She will respond. So, you know, I would say it's way worse to have regrets in your life. And that, that you know, should help you get over the fear of rejection and how do I do this? And what you see, ultimately, Shane, a lot of it, what I think I could be wrong. This is my own personal opinion. And yeah. even from experience of working with people is we care a lot what people think. If you really... Imagine putting yourself on a desert island with this girl and you both find coffee in the sand. Wouldn't you talk to her? If there was if there was nobody else on that island and you were never going to speak to your friends or family or there was nobody around to see anything, you probably would take the chance because you'd say, oh, we're only here. It's only me. It's only her. It's the fear of what people think. Mm. Let that go. You know, there's no need to be afraid. And rejection, research has shown rejection is actually that person's experience and biochemistry so it's not as personal as we think at all it actually has nothing to do with you it's their experience and biochemistry and again the pheromones i talk about the pheromones are huge a person might just not like the smell of you you could tick every box you know i have met my friends have even said this guy was unreal he had everything on paper and i just wasn't attracted to him and he was gorgeous he was hunky he wasn't it just wasn't doing for and then she'd meet a guy that had you know was way less good looking even Mm -hmm. physically and she was weak for him so Mm -hmm. it's to do a lot with the mind connection the heart connection body connection the pheromones so don't take mercy but that's what i would say the pain of regret and caring what other people think don't let that stop you in your tracks of living your life you know and and taking your opportunities now you're happily married um when you have your clients come to you do you give examples in your relationship not like too deep uh, of examples but just kind of give them kind of peace of mind to say you know no one's perfect and 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 here's how here's how i kind of uh, uh meander through certain situations in my relationship to, to make you feel more confident if you if you ever encounter this in your in relationships in the future you know yeah now a lot of the time to be honest most of the time i wouldn't because they're looking mm. for somebody or they're not married but okay. Yes, like that's one side of it. Yes, I suppose yes and no is the answer Mm. for that side of it. But yes, in the female male dimensions, because we're completely different. And come here, 
you know, I'm laughing. I say to people, you think dating's work. Wait till you get married and throw in a few children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is only the battle, the yeah. battle before the war. You know, I make yeah. that joke because people think, oh, I'll, you know, I'll get married and, you know, we're in love and I won't have to do anything. And of course, you know, when I was younger, I thought that too. It's like a flower. You have to water it. You have to keep communicating. You have to keep the effort in. So, yeah. yes, I would say, listen, I'm not perfect. Do you know what I mean? I have to work on my relationship. I don't have this magic secret or wand, you know, yeah. like I'm not Francis Potter that I, I wave the wand and everything is perfect. But if you have the fundamentals there, you know, and the same values, that's what keeps the union together and keep the communication open. You know, I think you won't go far wrong, but definitely, yes, Shane, with the different uh, dynamics of the men and women. Like, it's so funny when my husband comes in the door from work and I'm all, you know, dying to talk to him. Oh, yeah. And, you know, because I've been here and, you know, I wouldn't have been talking to loads of people like him because he works outside the home and all that. Yeah. And I'd be all chatting, you know, and of course, the woman energy is hear me because I need to de-stress and I a talker and I need to vent you know I, you forget you're not with your girlfriends you know that they mm. talk away and listen and you know he's like oh, oh, you know I need to debrief I need to you know that's men they need to build up their testosterone and they need to just take time for themselves you know the, the joke about the man den and you know having a, a separate yeah. house so that they can you know so there's all that and that keep that will keep coming into play I'm yeah. always going to be a woman he's always going to be a man we're not going to you know change so you know, there's this joke, you know, as well about that the women, we're so complex. Like I say to the men, oh, my God, men are fantastic because you're more black and white. You're more direct. Women are complex. Even when we get things we want, sometimes we don't even know what we want or we're not happy. We need something else then when we get what we ask for. You know what I mean? So like I say that, I say, you know, it's funny because a lot of the time women, we need a community to keep our needs going. And that's what we had in the olden days. Mm. Like you were talking about how dating has changed, you know, before it was the dances, you know, in Ireland, then it was the discos, you know, the nightclubs in our time. Now it's, you know, the dating apps. And even before years ago, it was your family or your friends, you know, introduced you to people or whatever. But it's like that before we had the community, our grandmothers, you know, used to live in the same house with the mothers. We had all the support system. Now we don't have that anymore. And we expect to get it from our partner. And I've been the same, you know, I forget. I say, oh my God, but sure he can't give me what my girlfriends and, you know, the, the women community can give me, you know? So again, it's modern life, Shane. I feel it's, you know, it's, it's happened very quickly. We've hardly had time to adjust. And we're under a bit more stress. And that's why maybe the communication and the relationships are breaking down more, you know, because before us women, we had a community and our men provided for us. We each had a role that we knew we did. Now they're crossing over. Women are becoming more masculine and men are becoming more feminine. So, you know, we kind of don't know what role or how do I navigate this? So, you know, anyway, the the, the long and short answer to your question is yes, you know, and no in, in the certain situations. But yeah, we'll always be different. We'll always have to keep trying. You know, you have to keep trying. You have to keep working at it. Yeah, no, it is. You're, you're right. Um, and we are different. We do think differently. We are wired differently. Now, I'm going to give you a few uh parting words here so I, I like a bit of advice uh for single singletons uh that are looking for love in 2021 like what tips would you give to singletons around this time especially around this time valentine's um looking for love the first thing is make it your number one priority i meet so many people that say i'm working such long hours i hardly have the energy to go out you know put everything aside make it your number one priority say this is the year Put a date on it in your calendar. I'm going to meet my person by this date. You know, it's great to write things down. What I would say as well is if you have a confidence issue, sort it out. It is easily fixed. Don't let that small thing hold you back. And it could be something that happened ages ago. You're still carrying with you. You can solve it. You can get rid of it. You know, so that's what I'd say there. And get online now if you're not online try it you can always come off during you said you know especially for this time now with covid the advice for covid you know to be successful you pivot you adapt that's the way forward so get online reach out to three people a night have your 20 minute virtual date put a time limit on it meet the people virtually if it's if anything you'll be meeting new people you'll be practicing your dating skills you'll be practicing your social skills it's a numbers game start lining up the real life dates for for after and 
talk to everybody in real life once we get out. Practice, practice, practice. Make it your number one priority. Try everything. If you don't like speed dating or you don't like the matchmakers, it's fine. Try it once. Get out there. Say yes to everything you're invited to. You meet new people. They'll introduce you to new people. It's all about networking. And Mm. your person is out there. There's 8 billion people in the world. You can meet this person. Just, you know, put the effort in. Don't have the attitude, oh, it'll happen. You can make it happen. The people that are goal-orientated, people that are successful, people that go after what they want, they make it happen. And you can do the same. Yeah, no, that's 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 great. That's great sound advice from an expert. Francis, thank you for giving those tips, especially, as I said, it's coming to Valentine's, but even for 2021, like, as you said, go, be, be goal-orientated, but not, and not, and not overly dependent on online because you can get into a bit of a, a spiral because you, you want to meet people. Definitely. And Shane, if it's any help to the listeners, you know, male and female, for if you're afraid to make conversation real or you think, oh, sure, everything's online now. All the feedback is people are sick, sick to death of the apps and online. They want to meet in real life. So take your opportunity now. This is what people want. Get out there, make conversations. That's what the men and women want. They want to meet people in real life. So it's never been a better time. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> thank you, Francis. Uh, once again, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I appreciate your uh, giving your time to me. Because like I say, the, the, I had a woman um, there a couple of months ago and she was saying, you know, I'm doing a course, but if you've anybody on the books or so, I say, oh, people are coming on the books all the time, whatever. But like I say, my God, you know, <laughs> you're lucky it's a podcast or they'd be beaten down. <laughs> or sorry, a, a, an audio, an yeah, audio podcast. Yeah, yeah. They'd no. be beaten down your door. <laughs> So there's a vote of confidence for you anyway. Excellent. I appreciate <laughs> that. Confidence. <laughs> I appreciate that. Anyway, Francis, I'll let you go again. You need anything at all. If I can connect you anyway, true business, you know, you've cool. been so yeah, generous I'll... and nice to me. Thank you. No worries. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Anyway, Francis, I'll let you go and uh, give the best to the family. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Shane. All right, take Bye. It easy. See Bye. you. Bye-bye. See you. Thanks. Bye. See you. And that was Francis Kelleher, relationship coach, dating coach, writer blogger she's many many different uh, wears many different hats does francis and it's very interesting conversation about like her life's work her working as a relationship coach dating coach and just an overall mentor for her clients you know and and especially during coming to valentine's day this is essentially going to be my valentine's valentine's episode some great advice from Francis to take and move forward into 2021. And once again, my name is Shane. This podcast called Heartlines is episode 37. And if you enjoyed this episode, guys, please like, share and comment if you can on whatever podcast site you are finding a podcast. Also hit that subscribe button as a, as a small podcast. It's always good to get new subscribers and there's plenty of content on my podcast page. Once again, guys, my name is Shane. This podcast is Heartlines. And always remember, you're always welcome here in Heartlines. Take it easy.